The bandwidth for this episode of the AR-15 Podcast is sponsored by the Firearms Radio Network, firearmsradio.tv. Welcome to episode number 118 of the AR-15 Podcast. I'm your host, Reed Snyder, and with me tonight are my co-hosts, J.W. Ramp and Anthony Hardy. This What's is, up? This is the podcast about your favorite black rifle. The show is for you, whether you're building your first AR or you've been building ARs for years. There's something we can all do to take our black rifle to the next level. Guys, how are you doing? I'm here. Well, that's good. Having a good one. Having a good one. I'm keeping up my, uh, every weekend I've hit the range for like the past four weeks, I think. Dude, you need to stop. You're taking my range time away from me. No, I don't think that's happening actually. Yeah. I haven't been to the range. He's You're taking my range time. The range time that we should be using ourselves to good that's pleasure. Right. He should be applauded for his stick to The trick is you bring your wife to the range with you. Oh. Yeah, my problem really? is, is that when I bring my wife to the range, then I have to bring my two sons. And that, uh, <laughs> a three-year-old and a four-year-old. I, I don't think they work well at a range. Not gonna do too good now. No. Not yet. But in a few years, man, you're gonna have a blast. There you go. Well, listen, before we get too far, we want to let you all know that Brownells helps make this show possible. Don't forget that Brownells, with their 100% lifetime satisfaction guarantee, is there for you anytime you have a problem. Like when you can't remove the taper pins from your new barrel to slip off the front side base, and you now have to find a new barrel. True story. Yes, it was. So, guys, have either of you signed up for the Brownells Edge program? I haven't. I'm sorry. Not yet. You know, I think it's mandatory for co-hosts to be members of the Edge program. Is there like a discount for guys that like advertise for Brownells every week? I don't know. We'd have to find out. Mm-hmm. But, you know, yeah, let's find you out. get free standard shipping <laughs> on all of your orders. <laughs> and you also get discounts on two-day and overnight shipping, and you get free return shipping. So that's a pretty awesome deal. It really but, is. So when you make that decision to go shop for some AR-15 parts at Brownells, you can help the show out by doing so through our affiliate link at AR15Podcast.com forward slash Parts. All right. So, guys, in keeping with the very mundane part of my uh, day job, or at least a part of my day job, it is tax season once again, and I have discovered a unique and uh, consistent fact. Did you know that the average tax refund has been about $2,800 for the last several years? Not mine. <laughs> I think we can probably all of us say that's not quite the our average, but yeah, well, the average. From uh, my side of it, when I do tax returns, it's pretty darn close. But um, I think that with that being uh, the case, we ought to talk to some of our listeners and see if we can't figure out what $2,800 would be good for at your favorite firearms retailer. So, in the spirit of our philosophy of building guns, except for Anthony, who took the easy road, why don't we talk about what 
$2,800 would, uh, uh, what we would spend our $2,800 on, uh, when, uh, the tax man giveth a little bit more than we were expecting. So, uh, JW, you want to go first? Sure, sure. Um, so I put together a build, um, just kind of with a bunch of goodies that I have been hearing about from different guys that we've had on the show and seeing on Instagram a bunch lately. Um, is there so a I theme? guess no, not really. I mean, it's a gun that I would shoot that I would, uh, like running around with and, uh, not really towards any particular goal. It's not the lightest gun. It's not the gun that you're stretching two, two, three out to six, 700 yards. Um, it's just something kind of all around do what you will with, um, but with some real kind of updated fancy pieces. All right. Um, so I went, um, and built it off of one of the battle arms, lightweight billet receiver sets. Uh, I know these were pre-ordered a few months ago. I don't know if they're still for sale right now, or if they're still just trying to catch up on orders. I know the battle arms guys had some pretty cool stuff at the booth when we saw them at shot. Um, so I'm sure there's been a whole bunch of orders coming their way. Um, but yeah, it's a real cool upper lower set that is all cut out where it needs to be, but it still looks real strong. They've got, um, kind of extra rigidity built into where it needs to be. Um, so that would kind of be a cool receiver set. Um, out the front, I wanted to try one of those mega arms wedge lock hand guards. Mm -hmm. Uh, we saw this. Um, from the guys there at their booth too, it's kind of an interesting system where there is really only one screw to clamp down onto their barrel nut and it tightened up this thing that they call a wedge lock. Um, and so there's really not a ton of moving parts. It's not that there's a whole bunch of screws all the way around that you got to torque up. There's only one. Um, so it's real simple. It looks pretty rugged and they've kind of gone agnostic on the whole thing and you can do it M lock or key mod. So I've, I've got one of those BCM key mod rails. That's been great. Um, I just saw that Magpul announced a couple new accessories for M lock that were pretty nifty. There's one that holds the QD tape switch that you normally have to like Velcro or zip tie onto your rail. Um, If you're doing like a, a remote tape switch for your lights and lasers, um, so they've got some cool little widgets already for M-Lock. Um, let's see. The barrel, I guess you could kind of go two different ways. Um, I've always been happy with my Daniel Defense barrel, no issues at all. So that's kind of the standard mil-spec bomb-proof barrel. Um, that's like mm, 250 to 300 bucks probably. If you wanted to go crazy, uh, spend like $500 on a barrel, we saw a couple companies this year um, really starting to push carbon fiber wrapping. And so they mill down the profile of the barrel real thin to some proprietary profile that none of them really want to tell you about. Um, and then they wrap them in carbon fiber. So it provides a different sort of um, heat transfer. So the barrel actually heats up a lot quicker, but it disperses a whole lot quicker too. So it's just kind of unique compared to an all-metal barrel. Uh, you save a little bit of weight, um, and you potentially have some more rigidity. Um, so it's just kind of interesting. I mean, you really don't see too many of those, uh, except for on some of the custom guns and some of the guys like Christensen that have been really showing up more online. Um, 
So that was kind of a couple options you could go there. Um, for some of the widgets to put in, um, going right back to Battle Arms, they've got some great safety selectors, mag releases um, that you can customize, kind of bigger, smaller, ambi, switch them around. And um, so they've got some good options there. They're really not that bad um, price-wise. Uh, and then parts kits, I didn't pick one. I mean, I they're pretty much all the same. I know that some guys get all fired up about, oh, well, these ones are probably Chinese parts that they're saying are American. I don't really know. I've, I haven't had parts kits fail on me when I've just kind of sorted by lowest to highest price. Um, parts kits, grips. I really haven't been picky about grips, uh, in the past. The Magpul ones have been great. Um, so that it's not something that I spend a bunch of money on is the hand grip. Um, moving to the back, this is something that I haven't, uh, had any hands on experience with. It's something that I've seen in a few photos on the cover of some magazines. And it's one of those compact stocks that actually requires its own, uh, bolt carrier group that is, um, it takes up less space inside the receiver. And so it makes the, the buffer tube, um, it doesn't have to be as long. So this one's from NEA and it's a whole system. So you kind of have to have some bolt pieces, uh, whether you have an old bolt carrier group lying around that you want to kind of strip out uh, and use the bolt and uh, the cam pins and the firing pin, or you maybe use some of the, the money left over in the budget here to, um, to, to pick up those pieces. It's just over 300 bucks and it comes with the stock. It's like a four position, um, wire looking stock. I got my MP5 here. It's a very similar look to this. So it's real lightweight and it's collapsible. So the, the stock on the AR normally you can't collapse it all the way down, but the one on the NEA, the, the buffer tube itself is just real stubby and it kind of goes up inside the stock. And so it's an interesting option if you want to use some of the extra money in your budget for a tax stamp and get a short barrel. Um, so that's something I'd, I'd love to play with at some point to see kind of, okay, does it interface with all uppers and lowers, or maybe there's some, some points where it might rub if the upper is not quite uh, mill spec. So I think there might be some issues getting them to fit right with certain, certain pairs of receivers. Um, but I've seen some positive reviews on them too. Let's see what else I got here. Um, I really like that three gun trigger from Geisley. They've been out for a while, but I love it. It's been great. No issues. I was running somebody else's trigger, um, on one of my guns and it was just having some issues with military primers. Um, Geisley's never given me any issues like that. So definitely, um, would be happy to run those in any other guns. And I actually stuck, uh, one of those new strike eagles on from Vortex. It's their one to six, uh, but it's not $2,500. Um, it's a new one. I haven't dug into kind of the nuts and bolts of what makes it completely different than the razor. Obviously that's, it's going to be a little different, um, glass quality, but it gives you the same range, um, a unique reticle. And I think it's going to, going to fit in a lot of people's budgets. Um, Better than some of these high-end one to six, one to eight powers. This one's—it's looking like the street price is going to be somewhere between three, three fifty, 
and that's really competitive. Um, you're going to have to get some scope rings or some sort of mount, but it's definitely an interesting scope. I'm looking forward to hearing guys um, how they like it and whether it's holding up so just like the rest of the Vortex line. That is just about it. One more thing that I threw in at the bottom. If you guys follow Blown Deadline on Instagram, they have some sick paint paint jobs. They do this whole battle-worn thing where they do a couple different tones and they brush it in and I don't know how they do it. It's Each one is like a piece of art. Um, but you can send them your gun and they can do it however you want. There's Star Wars ones. There's some pretty cool um, Boba Fett ones they've been putting up recently. Um, but that's that would be something I might if if I had a whole bunch of extra cash laying around and I wanted to do a fancy gun, I'd probably take up a, a couple hundred bucks there at the end and send it off to those guys. So I'm I'm kind of coming in right around twenty seven hundred bucks with those pieces. I've got a um, little bit of flex room in the budget if you want to do a tax stamp. Um, if you want to kind of go either high end, low end on the scope rings. It's a $300, $350 scope, so I don't know if I'd be comfortable blowing $200, $250 on a fancy mount, but um, there's some other alternatives out there for rings. Try not to do the $15.99 Amazon Prime uh, scope rings, but I think there's some options that you could you could make do with what's left in the budget there. You know, and that tally is with your... Yeah, JW, I've seen those... Uh... Those blown deadline stuff on Instagram, man. That that dude is unbelievable. Yeah, I don't know if it's just just one guy or if they got a whole shop or what, but they really they found their niche and they do it really really well. They do. It's awesome. You know, and that price of yours, JW, is with the higher end barrels. So you add another two ten to that if uh, you're going to go with the Daniel Defense. There you go. Maybe get another tax stamp for a can. Absolutely. <laughs> um, Anthony. <laughs> yeah, so since I still haven't had the cash to actually build one yet, um, I don't have the confidence in myself yet, guys, to sit here and list out parts to y'all, so I won't waste a ton of time. Um, I'm really interested in trying out the ARAC-21 um, from Faxon, and so that's what I put down as, as my wish list. If I had suddenly somebody pop down you know, uh, $2,700, $2,800 into my pocket, I'd probably send 2100 of it. Technically, it's 210898 based on the facts and website. To get the ARAC 21 XRS, I'd get it an FTE, stainless barrel 20, 20 inches. Um, I'd probably toss that Vortex um, that uh, JW was talking about, the 1 to 6, um, on top of that, and scope rings miscellaneous and ammo would probably take up, which... Um, I don't think JW mentioned I would probably spend the rest of it on ammo, so I'd have something to shoot. Um, but that is, uh, the air rack is a really interesting rifle, uh, and I'd love to be able to get my hands on one of those things. It, it looks really, really cool. The concept is, is really interesting. Now, so, would you go 5.56 five, or would you? 5.56. Five, five, no, yeah. I would, I'll probably go 5.56, five, five, yeah. Same caliber as what I've already got, so I can shoot the same ammo, but yeah. Well, there you go. I'm simple, so. <laughs> well, there you go. So, um, you haven't been hoarding ammo like everybody else? Yes, I have, but um you can never replenish your supplies at some point. That's right. That this will probably end up being my three gun rifle, to be honest. Alright. If it runs as good as I as good if it runs as good as I think it would, 
you know, from what everybody talks about, I mean, I, there are several other podcasts I listen to aside from the one that we do, guys. And um, there are some people over there. Uh, if you guys know Jeremy, he's extraordinarily difficult to get a positive word out of. Um, he poo-poos everything. And he gave uh, the ARAC um, two thumbs up. And I was wow. I mean, he is everything thumbs down. And he gave the ARAC two thumbs up. Even though he broke it, I think, if I remember correctly. Um, but, uh, he, he gave it two thumbs up. I thought, wow, if, if even he liked it, I, I, yeah. You know, plus the concept really intrigued me anyway. So, you know. Well, I think that was a good interview. Yeah. All right. So, uh, nothing special you do with it? I mean, you got a whole lot of room in your budget. Just, just ammo, huh? I, probably just ammo, you know, so, um. So we, um, a buddy and I, and actually two buddies and I signed up for this three gun event here in PA and it just got bumped to October. It was supposed to happen next weekend and it got bumped to October and it was so disappointing. So we looked on the schedule to see what other three gun matches were around here. And there were some entrance fees for these things of like three and $400. Wow. What are you going with, man? I know. I had no idea. The three gun so, event in Dothan's like 25 bucks. Yeah. So I, I don't know. I, hopefully they aren't all like that, but you no, might definitely have not. a little bit of room for some admission, some uh, range fees or whatever they call them. Yeah. No, the, the one over in Dothan um, that I'm going to in April, I wanted to go this month. It didn't work out again this month. Hopefully it'll work out in April. Um, it's just a local club match over about an hour and a half, two hours from here is 25 bucks. So, yeah, it's not expensive. No, that's so, not bad at all. No, huh? No, no, the Airac, you know, you can't change out a lot of parts yet on it. Um, they're not a lot of aftermarket things. It's a fairly new rifle. Um, a lot of the things are not interchangeable at this point. You know, it's not the same clipping platform, obviously. So, well, I mean, a lot to I the change, degree so. you've got rails, you've got some choices. And I think that, uh, that's true. Faxon's supporting their platform pretty well because, oh, yes, you know, they're standing behind the things they've got going on. Oh, yeah. But I don't think you can, you can't like drop a Geisley in there or anything like that. I don't think so. Yeah, you could. You could? Yeah. You See, I don't remember because I have, I missed that interview and I'll be honest, I haven't listened to hardly any podcasts in the last couple of weeks. I haven't listened to ours yet either. Sorry guys. Okay. I am going to, I want to very, very badly. I saw my list throughout my list. Yeah. I think they use standard uh, trigger components in their lowers. Yeah. I don't think it's oh, cool. unique other very than cool. it's facts and manufactured in their lowers. Cool. I mean, I know you can't put a standard upper on top of it, but. I have to I have to go back and listen to that one. Sure. Cool. All right. Well, what do you got, Reed? Well, I uh I think I uh went back and kind of searched through my brain about all the things that have come across the show as well as a bunch of the things that I've always just kind of wanted to try. Um so I started out with the Mega Arms uh MTS uh uh upper receiver, which is their megalithic, you know, upper handguard. Um, and then, uh, matched, uh, Mega Arms AMB lower receiver. Um, you know, I, I really kind of like their products and, you know, every time that we've had an opportunity to interact with Mega Arms and any time that we've had a chance to kind of drool over their products, I've been real happy. So, uh, I, I think that I'd be willing to take the plunge and, and drop my ducats in there. Um, I think next, uh, I'm a big fan of the Battle Arms development, uh, Ambi Selector. The, uh, ability to swap out the, uh, switch, I guess, heads 
uh, allows me to get the configuration that I, I like to run the best. And uh, so I'd stick with that. But I also have a set of the enhanced pins, which I, I really do like. So I would go with the set of the enhanced pins in titanium. Um, I have a Geisley Super 3-gun trigger, and I love it. So I'd like to go and get another one since uh, I think that's the way I'd be using this rifle. And because of the Mega Arms Ambi system uh, and the nature of that set, I believe the bolt catch um, is uh, a part of the lower. And as far as I remember, because it's ambidextrous, it uses its own mag release, so you don't have to buy that. It's uh, milled, so you don't have to get a uh, trigger guard in there. And the springs are captured, so uh, I, I don't know that you'd have to buy a lower parts kit if you got, you know, something like a three-gun trigger, uh, enhanced pin set, ambi selector. Uh, I, I think at that point you've got all the pieces you need, and I'm fairly certain that, you know, worst-case scenario, you might have to buy a spring or something from Brownells, but that's about it. <laughs> Uh, I think at that point, uh, my objective would be to head towards the, uh, buttstock. And I've seen the Magpul UBR collapsible stock on a number of builds. And you know, it's just, it, it it's got a unique character to it that you're not going to find in the standard collapsible stocks. And that kind of appeals to me the way they've, they've put that together. Uh, it comes with its own proprietary, uh, I believe what is it? It's the uh, entry uh, length uh, buffer tube. So it comes with it, so no buffer tubes required. And uh, I think I would go with the JP Silent Captured Spring. Uh, it's kind of a one-and-done solution, and I hear a lot of good things about that kit. Yeah, I've got one of those. Do you like it? Yeah, yeah. It's never given me any issues at all. I had it in a, like a 16-inch 300 blackout gun that I had a can on. That's what I took a couple deer with in Alaska. Um, was trying to make things as quiet as possible. Um, that's, I'm pretty sure that's what's in my BCM gun right now. Right. Um, but so, yeah, no issues. I just went with the stock spring that's in it. I think it's some sort of 1911 spring. Yeah. I think it's, it's based on some kind of a, they're, they're I guess translating a pistol designed, uh, spring into a AR. I'm pretty sure something that would fit in a buffer tube won't fit in a 1911. But yeah, it's always cycled real smooth, and it's. Uh, Do you hear the noise? Yeah, right is there any uh, compression noise to the spring, or is it really quiet there? Yeah, it's pretty quiet. I mean, you definitely don't get the sprawling. Yeah. Like on my uh, my M16A1 kind of clone or whatever. Right. The spring rattling around inside of there and echoing around the. Fixed buttstock, you could definitely hear it every time you fire it. But, um, I mean, in the grand scheme of things, you've got a gun going off. So that's probably the least of your worries, right. uh, noise wise. But yeah, I mean, it's been great for me. Well, so I think the next thing I thought I'd try, and I've always been a, a fan of the full mass, uh, bolt carriers, but JP has a full mass, uh, uh, carrier group and it's got, uh, with a JP enhanced bolt. You know, I, 
I've never really strayed too far out of the kind of the mil-spec-esque arena for bolt carrier groups. Kind of stuck with the uh, Palmetto and uh, BCM uh, as far as the basics go. And, and they, they do well, but, you know, I, I thought I'd try something that's got a, a, a little more science in it. Uh, see how that would go. And, uh, as far as a barrel goes, you know, I think that when you're talking about those upper end barrels, uh, you have a lot of distinctions that oftentimes mean very little, uh, but can sometimes add up to a great deal of price. I kind of settled somewhere in the middle with an Odin Works uh, 223 Wild 3-gun barrel. And, uh, you know, I've heard some things about Odin Works. You know, certainly I don't know anything about them, but I, I thought I'd give it a try this time. I have to say that I was very unoriginal in my choice of an optic. I followed a JW suit and uh, struck out for the uh, Vortex Strike Eagle. Uh, mostly because I chewed up the rest of my budget with my rifle and I didn't have any real money for optics. Um, you know, maybe next, uh, time we do one of these shows, it'll be, so you just won the lottery, what would you buy show? But, you know, I don't know if that would be too dangerous. Funny. Very dangerous. <laughs> um, you know, I have found a, uh, I, I got a sale or a, I got a burst pepper, uh, set of rings uh on Palmetto State Armory's website once uh, on sale that they were just absolutely ridiculously priced. I think it was thirty dollars. I think they go for ninety nine dollars usually. But you know, I, I put that at the thirty dollar mark because every once in a while you find those and you know they do great. Oh, I'm sure the retailers are gonna be running some tax return sales. So Oh, I'm sure they are at some point. And you know that's another thing. Uh that's a good time for people to think about going out and really kind of looking for the deals as quickly as they can because you are going to find some of those uh, tax day sales. But, um, of course, sticking to my mantra of uh, learning the irons, I picked a set of uh, Magpul Embus uh, Gen 2 iron sights. And uh, I thought, finally, uh, it would be important to uh, add a muzzle device since I hadn't really factored that in. So... Based on how little is in my budget, I think it's probably going to be a standard twelve dollar, you know, muzzle flash hider. So, <laughs> see, I left a hundred bucks in my budget for that, and I didn't even mention it. So maybe you can steal some of mine for it. Uh, well, I might have to work out a deal. I'll borrow some of yours. Okay. So, um, you know, I, I think really the thing that inspired me to talk about this particular topic in this way is that we had some feedback from a gentleman that had a $2,000 budget and wanted to know what we would look at in terms of the things we would buy for a rifle. So, you know, I think that this is a really good selection of items in that kind of upper tier. You know, certainly these are not the elite tier, but, you know, we're not, you know, picking parts out of a bin at the local Army surplus store. So... Um, I don't know. I, I think that's a, a pretty broad spectrum. Guys, any thoughts about what we got? Yeah, I'm, I'm pandering guys. I'm, I'm seeking <laughs> input from you both. I'm good, Reed. Um, you guys have put together good rifles. What can I say? Oh, no. 
So now you're going to be a little defensive because we put together these awesome rifles and you punted. No, man. No, no, no. Hey, I will, I, I will attempt to build one of the rifles if you guys want to send me the parts. Uh, all right. To, to any listener that, that feels, uh, Anthony's pain, uh, send him the parts he might need to build a rifle. There you go. I will. I have. I have a lower. I'm. I'm working on it, piece by piece, like everybody else, piece by piece. All right. All right. So, well, I think that concludes the show. I. I do think that. Uh, you know, it's always fun to get out there with a tax refund. Uh, you know, it's that money they took away from you at the beginning of the year that you never missed, and now that they give it all back to you, you don't know what to do with it. Well, now you know what to do with it. And Something then, very responsible, like buy an extremely expensive rifle. Exactly. And and don't tell your wife. Definitely don't tell your wife what you got back. I don't support that course of action. <laughs> Not telling your wife? Well, that's because you don't have a refund coming. See, I'm in the same yeah, way. Yeah. I have to pay the tax guy. Well, listen, I think that wraps up this main topic. So uh, why don't we turn to uh, our Otis Technology giveaway? So uh, What? Another giveaway? Yes, another giveaway. We have some ah. awesome supporters out there who have decided to uh, send us some products. So, um, Chad, um, Anthony, would you pronounce the last name for us? Uh, I I took German in high school, so I think this might be German. Might be right. Is it is it Gurden? Chad Gurden? Or Gooden? Or Gooden? Godin? Godin. <laughs> but it's Chad uh, G-O-E-D-E-N. Chad, um, Anthony is going to be reaching out to you uh, to get some contact information. But in order to keep up with our schedule of giveaways for the year, and because March was such a very short month for this particular giveaway, Chad, you are going to be the lucky winner of an Otis uh, MSR cleaning kit. We're going to send you a 5.56 caliber cleaning kit we have seven five five six we have two seven six twos and so we're going to send you a five five six unless you let anthony know you'd like a seven six two straight away and then you can have one of those so write in let us know what you need and we'll get it off to you so once again chad gooden you are the winner of an msr cleaning kit from otis technology and with that, we want to remind you that the fine folks at Otis Technology have sent over a mountain of rifle maintenance tools and cleaning kits for the AR-15 and AR-10s. We've been tasked with giving them away. So watch for the special posts on Facebook and Instagram to get a chance to win some of the awesome products made by Otis Technology. Our resident tech, our guru in waiting, Anthony, has set it all up. So if you don't like it, you can always send him email. But um, we'll give away a complete MSR cleaning kit uh, in either 5.56 or 7.62 uh, each month up until Christmas when we'll give away a complete Otis Technology Elite cleaning system to one lucky listener. And during the alternating weeks, we'll be giving away a host of Otis tools and cleaning supplies. So don't forget to keep your eyes open, guys. Well, we've got some feedback. So, I'm going to start off with Sean from Missouri, who writes in, When I started building my first AR-15, I listened to all your podcasts. 
while at work. It really helped me narrow down what I was truly looking for out of a rifle I was building. After my rifle was completed, I continued to listen about the new products and general vibe of the AR-15 community. Thanks, and keep up the good work. Sean, thanks for the the backpats. We try not to pat ourselves on the back, but we appreciate it when uh, you guys write in and tell us that you like the show. Yeah, you always got to have a next build. You can't just build one. That's right. All right, Anthony. Uh, you can't me when I'm not ready, Reed. That's not fair. Not fair, not fair. Hang on. Um, we're at uh, Jeremy, right? Great podcast. I'm an avid outdoorsman and use my AR chambered in 223556 to coyote and boar hunt. I've lately been interested in getting a 7.62 upper. What would be the best twist barrel for 7.62 by 39? Also, are there any companies that make parts for 7.62 by 54? Thanks and keep the podcast coming. Um, so have you guys heard of any um, barrels for an AR in 7.62 by 54? No. And uh, JW, correct me if I'm wrong, that's the Mosin the Gant round, right? The yeah, that is. That's the one. R. I don't know. I, I, JW and I were kind of mentioning that before the show, and uh, he suspected that it might even be too long to fit in a, a 308 mag, which kind of puts it outside of the scope of even an AR-10 as far as a potential build. And so right. what a bolt-action mated upper is probably about all you're looking at, uh, unless someone does a custom upper-lower set for a pretty much a very cheap but not all that great round. Yeah, and it's one of those, like, rimmed cartridges, too, so it would stack funny in the magazine, and, and I don't know, about 54. issue with the 22? Yeah, kind of similar issue. I don't think it would be quite quite so bad, but I don't know. I'm sure somebody's bubbled one together before. Well, so Jeremy, I guess the consensus is don't hold your breath on the Mosin the Gantt ammo getting into an AR. But, as but yeah, those the by thirty nine. I mean, it seems like there's been some pretty interesting um, options coming out. What was what was it? It shot. Was it called like the Beast or the Monster? Or? Are you talking about CMMGs? Uh, yeah, what's that called? The, one? the Mutant is it Mutant? I think it was a Mutant. Yeah, so, I mean, there's some options like that. I think that's more of like a whole dedicated gun. Um, I don't know, though. I mean, buy an upper, just buy an AK. Just buy an AK, <laughs> or maybe two. Uh, what is it, the Dragonov that shoots the 7.62 by 54? Yeah, the SVD. SVD? PSL, something like that. So, I mean, that's another option. Yeah, just buy an AK. Um... So why don't you take the next one, JW? Yeah, so Chris S. says, just listen to episode 117 with 3-Gun Nation. Great interview. I got a job where I drive a lot and love listening to your podcast. I also follow you on Instagram. Keep it up, guys. Love the 3-Gun interviews. I really would love to get a competition started in East Texas. And he got replied to um, right there on in the Facebook comments. And um, that was pretty cool. Uh-huh. And and who replied to him? Uh, it was Chad, right? I think it was Pete Brown. That was Pete that commented right back. Yeah. And uh, he he gave him his email address. Said, "Hey, get a hold of us. We'll set something up. We're always looking for new clubs and ranges to to host events." So I mean, awesome. that was really cool seeing that happen. I mean, it was the cor- over the course of a couple hours, and um, Chris got connected to them, and 
we'll see see where that goes. You know, and I think that that is really a testament to uh, the passion that they have over at the uh, at Three Gun Nation to you know basically uh, drive that entire operation into you know mainstream uh, levels of access. So we can all go do that for a weekend instead of you know going to just a standard you know static target shooting range and not really get that kind of exposure experience. I think that's great. Yep, it is, for sure. So Dylan C. wrote in. He says, I began listening to the AR-15 podcast in the spring of 2013. I was new to the AR platform at the time, and listening to this show brought me up to speed fast. The hosts deliver a show that is packed with need-to-know information, and they manage to do it on an even keel. Not too basic, not too stuffy, and never elitist. Well, I... I kind of enjoy that. Thanks, Dylan. We appreciate that. Um, I have always thought that, uh, you know, if, uh, if we're going to get into the AR-15, we need to make it available to everybody. And, uh, I really do appreciate that you noticed that. Um, oh, wait a minute. He's not even done. It says, uh, when it comes to the AR, there are three things that I look forward to. The UPS truck, a new issue of recoil, and a new episode of this podcast. If you're interested in the platform, and especially if you're thinking of building your own rifle or three, this is the show for you. Yeah, I think. Awesome. I, Thanks, Dylan. I blew way past that number. This is, you know, I think there's a 12 step program for this. Does it involve building a rifle at each step? No, nothing fun like that. I think you have to admit you have a problem, and I, I don't think I have a problem. Do you have a problem? Oh, there's no problem I here. I don't have a problem. All right, Anthony. Uh, this is your territory here. Why don't you? Uh... I see some square photos. This yeah. looks like uh, your realm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we're we're all over onto our Instagram feedback, guys. We've got a few pieces of feedback here, and to see the pictures that I'm fixing to talk about, you folks that are uh, listening to us on the podcast, you either need to go to YouTube and take a look at the video and fast forward to where we are right now, or take a look at the show notes, which is the easiest thing to do. So to do that, you go to ar15podcast.com/slash119. And uh, you can take a look at the show notes there and take a look at these pictures. Eight. So at first, one one is one one eight, one one eight. I can't count. Go surprise. I'm, don't be surprised. It's one of those days today. First underscore AR fifteen underscore build wrote to us and says that he's got that AR fifteen. Uh, excuse me. It is one of those days. Got that upper looking three D in this pick. Go ahead and try and charge it. Laugh out loud. And it's a nice, uh, really well done picture. The focus is really neat on this picture of his AR-15 upper. He's got a couple of pictures that he's posted of it here. He's doing a good job there getting his build done. Uh, if you guys aren't following him, he's doing a, a good job documenting his um, process of getting the upper put together there. It's been interesting to watch that process go together. And our always uh, faithful Wally Gator continues to post as well on his activities. He went out to the range, it appears. He's got a nice handguard picture up of a rifle with a nice, beautiful, rounded handguard and uh, getting fired there at the range, too. So we do have some continued feedback, and there's a lot more liking and uh, sharing and all kinds of wonderful things that are going on over on Instagram as well there. So we continue to get uh, additional people following us over there. So please do continue to find us. Did you notice the that Walligator is using a uh, Hex Mag magazine in his rifle? He is, isn't he? Ooh, yes, he is. I like the Hex Mag stuff. Now, have you guys seen the Hex Mag magazine? Not in person. Just on Instagram, really. 
You know, we uh, yep. we had an opportunity to take a look at them uh, several months ago. We did a review. I think they're a great magazine. Uh, they they seem really durable. Um, you know, good construction. Everything you would expect in a magazine. They have an interchangeable um, colored base plate marker with a matching colored follower. You know, I think it's kind of the same theory that Faxon had on their um, caliber bands. Um, it's not written out. You have to remember which color you designated to a caliber. And, and I, I think I commented that I, I didn't think that in a stressful situation it would be all that useful. But, you know, JW, you did point out something that, that would be interesting, and that's, uh, do you use Faxon's bands to separate your magazines or do you use some other coloring system? No, I just, I've got a whole bunch of black mags and I've got a handful of FTE mags. That's right. And I just leave all the black out in the FTE mags. See, you know, and, and if you, if you marry yourself to a, a, an, an approach to how you're going to designate, uh, the use of a magazine, I think that you can be fairly safe, but, um, you know, I think certainly they're worth checking out. And if you can find some utility in the changing followers and base plate markers, then, you know, it's, it's a worthy magazine. Um, otherwise I'm, I'm still, I guess, lukewarm. A magazine's a magazine from aluminum to steel to polymer. All it needs to do is feed the rifle. So guys, I guess that's it for tonight. No more feedback. Um, Chad, uh, Gooden, Gurdon, Godin, whatever the name is. <laughs> Let us know that you're listening and, uh, we'll get a hold of you so that we can get you that kit. I guess tonight we'll just have to do the outro ourselves. Yeah. And if any of you guys are headed to the NRA uh, annual meeting, uh, let us know. Send us some, uh, feedback on Facebook and, or, uh, to our feedback email address and let us know. Um, I know that, uh, FRN as a whole is looking to put together some sort of, uh, a meetup. So if you're interested in that, let us know. We'll make sure we get the information out to you. And Anthony, you will be there, won't you? I will be. Yes. I will be there. JW, how about you? No, not, not on the schedule this time. Shot got me, uh, plenty of things to look at and think about and deal with audio recordings. And I'm good for now. As much as I want to get the Glock 43 in my hands, I, I think I can wait. That darn launch party is on Thursday at four o'clock. Okay. Well, yeah. That you're going. It's early. Mm. It's early. What, four I'm not, I'm, it's early on Thursday. What for? What for? A.M. No, it's like the thing. The whole annual yeah, meeting is start until Friday. Friday morning. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, like, Thursday was my travel day to get up there, get checked in. You can't check into the hotel until like two o'clock. Oh no, no. That's the off rep uh, meetup was it shot. I missed it because it was too early. It was before yeah. the shot got going, and it was like, sorry guys, can't make it. Yeah. So we'll have to see. We'll have to see. I'm, I'm going to try to make it to the launch party, but I don't know. Now, Anthony, here's what you need to do. You check in at like ten, and then you get your room closer to the. Check. <laughs> now we can right. get there early enough to go. You don't have to worry about traveling. We'll see. <laughs> All right. All right. Well, guys, 
Send us any questions or comments to feedback at ar15podcast.com. You can also send us a recorded voicemail using the SpeakPipe plugin on the right-hand side of the AR15 Podcast website. Subscribe and listen to the AR15 Podcast for free at, in iTunes or on Stitcher. And leave us a review so the show can uh, place higher in the searches for potential listeners. Anthony? And... Uh, share pics with us on Instagram. Uh, you can tag us with uh, hashtag AR15podcast or at AR15podcast. Follow us on Google Plus or watch us live at plus.google.com and find us just by searching AR15podcast. Check us out on YouTube at uh, youtube.com slash C slash AR15podcast. And I'm going to toss that over to JW. You can finish us out. You can join the conversation on Facebook. Uh, yes. We've got a lot of back and forth going on. I, from time to time, will like to upload a little video. Um, so take a look there for some of the cool toys out on the range. I love me some iPhone slow-mo. So definitely getting some of that lately. Uh, Facebook.com slash AR15podcast. Uh, as usual, there are a whole bunch of great shows on the Firearms Radio Network. So visit uh, one of those that you haven't listened to before and see how you like it. Uh, cause I think you will. Don't forget to use our Brownells affiliate link for all your AR 15 parts by visiting AR 15 podcast.com slash parts. And for everything else, there's Amazon at firearmsradio.tv slash Amazon. All right. Well, guys, we're just stacking the deck with some awesome interviews coming up in the next month or so. We've got some great, um, product giveaways and uh, we're just uh, plugging along so uh, for sure good night everybody and uh, we'll see you next week talk to you guys later later Are you looking for an extraordinary daily carry option? Look no further. Car Arms is giving away a P9 with night sights right here on the Firearms Radio Network. It's Car's EDC drawing. To enter, simply become a Patreon of any Firearms Radio Network show. Current patrons are automatically entered. But wait, there's more. Key bar, hellbent holsters, alien gear holsters, Precision Ear, and more have ponied up to enhance your EDC loadout. See all of these awesome prizes and more ways to enter at firearmsradio.tv slash EDC. This has been a production of the Firearms Radio Network. You can find more information at firearmsradio.tv.